0: Hello, friends. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Jake Rubin. Welcome to MSU Hillel's The Weekly Kvetch. This podcast features news, interviews, and a whole lot of kvetching. So I'm excited for you to join me and my trusty producers, Sophie and Nate, as we dive deep into all things Jewish. Hello, and welcome back to The Weekly Kvetch. I remain your host, Jake. But we have a very special, uh, this is a very special day today because I am not the only host today. We have a guest host. I am joined by the wonderful Julia, who is a fellow Jewish MSU student and is the baker and owner of Jay Bakes on Instagram. So welcome, Julia. It's co-hosting day today. <laughs> very exciting.
1: Hello. Yes, I'm very excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Super excited. Nice pre-Thanksgiving podcast. Ready to go. Yeah. Ready to go. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited
2: of course um
1: so today is a very very special episode mm-hmm. because not only is there a co-host but also we have Tess Coleman who is the senior editor at Delish and host of YouTube series Iconic Eats and Slightly Kosher which is just an incredible street series of her cooking just classic Jewish dishes and we love it and it's helping all of us so we're so happy to have you I'm so glad.
3: Truly, I love to be called helpful. It's not something I'm be <laughs> called, so I'll take it. <laughs> uh,
0: before we get started, we have a quick uh, word from our sponsors, uh, which this week is brisket. So let's hear it, brisket. What do we have?
2: The Weekly like Cafet is sponsored by MSU Hillel, the place to be for more than 3,500 Jewish students at MSU. The Weekly like Cafet is also sponsored by brisket, the best thing on passover even though hanukkah's a bomb on the corner it's the best thing on passover
0: uh thank you brisket very good <laughs> yummy as usual yum yum yum
1: <laughs> okay so now for our first segment producer sophie's favorite segment uh-huh. let's give him to something to kvetch about We're going to talk about, tell us, Sophie.
2: So today we're going to be fetching about the one and only snow. It is a continuation of our fetching about the weather, but it's the snow.
4: It was snowing.
2: It snowed in Michigan. I don't know if it snowed in New York, but I I just don't (laughs) like the snow. The snow, it's gross. I woke up um, the other morning and I looked out my window and there was snow. And I'm like... Ew.
0: You know what, I'm gonna be in defense of snow today. Uh, We live in Michigan and in New York, which are two places in the Northern areas. And you know, snow is awesome. I think it's pretty cool. I have friends in California, friends in Florida who are like, what is snow? I've never seen snow before. And I'm like, it's beautiful. It's that time of year where I look outside and I'm happy and I see the snow and I'm happy. So you know what, I'm not fetching about snow. I'm defending snow today. Snow is awesome. Okay.
3: Okay, Do you not even like the first snow when it's very pristine and not disgusting yet? Sometimes the first snow can be disgusting though. That's the thing. I
2: do like, I I can appreciate a good pristine snow though. Mm -hmm. But like when it's gross and like mucky out and like slushy, that's when it's just like not fun.
1: I feel like as someone who lives both in New York and Michigan, the snow in Michigan is very different than New York snow. It definitely feels, feels dirtier and less fluffy sometimes when it snows here like i'm in i'm on long island right now so when it snows here it's like fluffy and it's pretty and it's easy to shovel but michigan snow is wet and it's colder there so it freezes so i definitely prefer the snow here but i also love snow because snow means cookies for me so
0: (laughs) no cookies i don't know about that one but
1: (laughs) no just in the house (laughs) oh of course of
0: course (laughs) Well, uh, we had a pretty nice snow the other day, though. It was like one of our first snows. I it was know not it was nice. Like <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we have two very different outlooks on snow here today, <laughs> listeners. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was pretty because I wasn't in the snow. I was out, I was inside looking out, and I think being outside and, like, You know wearing the snow coat and everything and like making snow angels and whatever is very different than being inside and like just looking and drinking just watching it yeah Yeah.
3: (laughs) Uh the things i would give to see someone actively making a snow angel i don't know that i've ever witnessed it with my own two eyes
1: (laughs) i know it's i feel like it's always in movies but you never really see people do it
3: especially not in like the aforementioned dirty michigan snow that sounds terrible (laughs) never do such a thing
0: nope Uh, I would do it on the playground. God uh, bless. Sophie, <laughs> Sophie and I we went to elementary school together and yes. we would uh you know, I would go out and I would make snow angels. I don't know if she remembers, but I would go <laughs> me and my friends would go and we make I snow. I probably
2: angels. couldn't remember. I don't remember that's anything okay. from elementary school, I kind I of walked that out to age. <laughs> <TVH.
0: laughs> that's a fun little tidbit for y'all. Yeah. But yeah, uh that's no. I you know, yeah, that snow. It, right now it's raining, so it's like uh. not as fun snow. It's like snow, but like without any of the benefits. But, yeah. It's snow, but wetter. Yeah, it is wetter. <laughs> Wet snow. <laughs> Wet snow. Whoa. All right. <laughs> that was our uh, Kvetch about snow. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Kvetch. Uh, this week, our loving producers, Sophie and Nate, take a seat with Tess to learn more about who she is. Let's give it a listen.
2: Okay, so it's Nate and I today for the interview. We're uh interviewing Tess. Tess is amazing, yes. Um so for for our first question, um for those who don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit
3: about what you do, who you are, what you do exactly? Yeah. <laughs> It is quite confusing. I do find that a lot of people have no understanding of what my job is, which is <laughs> fine. I'm happy to talk about myself. Um, I, by day, am the senior editor at Delish.com, which is a lot of writing and top editing and just making sure the website runs smoothly. Um, I also, as of like a year and a half ago, Moonlight as um, one of the characters on their YouTube page universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, I did, until before the pandemic, have a show where I ate my way through theme parks across the country. Obviously, I'm not doing that anymore, so we've kind of pivoted. Um, And I have a new show called Slightly Kosher, which is where I am making Jewish food in my tiny kitchen, and my mom is walking me through it via FaceTime.
2: Yes. I'm going to do an early plug of it. If you haven't watched Iconic Eats or Slightly Kosher so far, watch it. One of my favorite series on YouTube. But – Basically, let's, let's jump into uh, Slightly Kosher. What initially sparked the idea for the series?
3: Um, God, I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just talked about it. Um, what initially sparked the idea? Um, I'll, I would say pandemic sadness had something to do with it. Um, a lot of the fact that my life as I knew it just kind of dropped off a off a cliff and you know was never to be seen again um so yeah a certain aspect was me just missing my mom and the foods that i loved the most growing up and um kind of wanting to learn and produce something you know um that felt good in that way um i mean another thing was as we were kind of talking about how to transition me into a new thing that some people um would still like to watch um was just the idea of providing some kind of service. Um, We have found that YouTube is historically not a super friendly place for Jews. Um, We thought maybe if we could put a friendly face on it and talk about it in a more approachable way, not that we need to make Judaism more digestible for other people, um, (laughs) that that could be a service in and of itself, that we could kind of reach people who we wouldn't normally reach, um, just kind of walk them through the delight that is Jewish food. Um, and I think we're doing just that. I'm really excited about it. Awesome.
2: So you kind of, yeah, you talked about the initial spark, but, and all that, but what do you hope to like get out of Slightly Kosher?
3: Um, what do I hope to get out of Slightly Kosher? I hope to get out. Um, I mean, there's already been like a, a, a small influx of people sending me their versions of my recipes, which has been quite a thrill, um, especially as I work on a team um, that is fortified with an actual kitchen team and professional chefs. So to have my (laughs) recipes out into the world um, is a new and special feeling. Um, And I love that. I love the messages that come with it. People telling me like, I thought this was going to be hard. It was much easier than I thought. It's the most delicious thing I've ever had. No one has said that, but maybe. they (laughs) will. But just that they had a really good time doing it, that they shared it with their parents. Um, You know, just kind of an organic spread would would be uh, something I would really enjoy. And and I think we're starting to see it happen. I'm excited to kind of see how it grows over the next few weeks, months, not years, God willing. (laughs) We'll see.
2: I mean, as much as I would love for it to be years and years of <laughs> you on the Internet, um, <laughs> uh, it's great that there's more people wanting and willing to cook Jewish foods, especially because, I mean, you have a following and all these people sending you uh, what they've made. It's like you're the Liz, Liz's <laughs> mom of the Internet <laughs> So that's pretty cool that you're able to do this and have the platform to be able to s- spread the word.
4: So, so Tess, can I ask, so I'm, I'm really curious, so why food? Like what is it about food that um, kind of draws you towards like talking about it and cooking and almost uh, documenting food, right? So you talked about um your, your series of like food at amusement parks, right? Like there could be a YouTube video or YouTube series all about like the rides at the amusement park or the people at the amusement park, but instead you gravitated towards food. So what is it about food that really um, excites you or sort of entices you towards creating?
3: Sure. Um, I spent the first five years of my career in nothing food related. (laughs) Um, I was at cosmopolitan.com doing more general news, women's interest stuff, um, which I loved in its own right. Um, but at a certain point, I mean, throughout the whole thing, I was kind of just loving being a young person in New York city and eating out whenever I could and not cooking at all and generally hating my kitchen. Um, But I I do think when the time came to make a move, I had to think a lot about how specific I wanted to get in my next chapter. Um, And I did always love the idea of Delish, that food was more approachable than a lot of people on Instagram or YouTube or whatever the fuck platform was popular at that point in time. Who knows? Um, Then a lot of people made it seem. um, And I, I just love the idea that you could you could love to eat and that made you a person who is in the food world rather than someone (laughs) who is good at cooking. So, um, so yeah, I was very excited to join the delish team and, and it felt good and right. (laughs) And I continue, I mean, not anymore, but eating out is my favorite thing to do with my husband, my friends, whatever. Um, and as I've been more involved in it, I've, I've learned to love and perfect like recipes of my own and kind of go from there. Um, And as far as like a transition into more Jewish food, I think that just felt very natural um, to kind of make and show off the things I had grown up eating. But um, yeah, that was a very roundabout way of answering your question. No,
4: I appreciate it. Thank
2: you. (laughs) So this is a Jewish-based podcast. And what would it be without asking a Jewish-related question? So (laughs) basically, um, how do you think Judaism plays into your overall
3: work? How do I think it plays into my overall work? Okay. I have been doing a lot of thinking about this lately, um, particularly in the larger scheme of COVID um, and how I always grew up understanding that Judaism was really about health and community. Um, No, but I've always kind of found that I'm enjoying my work the most when I am tapping into Smaller, more passionate communities, um, whether they're Jewish or not, um, and they really do find that like having a sense of connection with the people you're producing for or with really just makes it so that you're you're producing as best you possibly can. So, um, so yeah, all is that all of that is to say that I I'm enjoying watching this <laughs> budding little you know community of Jewish YouTube commenters grow and um, and we'll see how far we can take that. I'm not sure we can t- entirely change the conversation on YouTube, but, um, but it's a start. So yeah, yeah.
2: it's a start. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that matters.
3: <laughs> yes. And
2: one final question for you, Tess, um, what can our listeners and all the listeners that may be listening to this look forward to with, for slightly kosher? What's up? What's, what's new? What's going to be up and coming?
3: I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad. Um, I had a meeting with our video lead yesterday. Um, We talked about what we want to do next, kind of like the publishing cadence. If we want to be publishing more, if we want to be space, like spacing things out periodically so that they are um, more in line with holidays, as like you've seen, we're doing these Hanukkah episodes in preparation for that kind of just trying to tap into whatever momentum we can get for people searching for latkes and brisket and soup oak, Um, which, yeah, I'll plug it to that next episode is coming out next. Hold, please. This is going out Friday, Tuesday. Okay. Okay. It is coming out Tuesday. I have a version one in my inbox. Um, So yeah, um, lots of holiday centric foods, as well as like a bunch of evergreen ones that you may or may not even have realized have Jewish origins or that a lot of Jewish people eat. Um, We were talking about those Italian rainbow cookies that really don't belong to us, but we just eat all the time anyway. So, um, (laughs) so things like that. Um, I'm, I'm just excited to, again, produce things that like, I have a super personal connection to, and also things that I have a connection to, but really my mom never made growing up. (laughs) Like we're talking about falafel and I'm like, She's not going to be able to walk me through that, but I'm going <laughs> to do it anyway. So, um, so, yeah, the next few episodes um, are a bit more evergreen. And, uh, cool. and, yeah, then we'll start getting into, like, Purim Passover mode. We, we talked about a 2 Bishvat episode, and we were like, that's not – that does not work <laughs> for anyone, so we'll just skip on over that. Um, but, yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited for what's to come. Um, I think it wouldn't be re- unrealistic to say, like, two episodes a month, Maybe three if I'm able to get it done. We'll see.
2: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you for answering those questions. And now we're going to move on to Jake. So take it away.
0: All right. And now we're going to move on to my favorite part of the podcast, the bit where Jake rants about something. So uh, Jake, what are you going to talk about today? Well, uh, in honor of Tess, I figured I'd talk a little bit about uh, theme parks. Uh, So yeah. So welcome to the year 2020. Close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. Picture America. Now picture America with roller coasters. That is a better America, in my opinion. Uh, in Michigan, uh, now no, are your eyes still closed? All right, now zoom in on Michigan in your mind's eye. All right. In Michigan, we have one big theme park, and that's Michigan Adventure. Uh, we probably have other ones. I know there are a couple of roller coasters here and there, but, uh, the big one is Michigan adventures. But if you're in Michigan, the theme park everybody talks about is not Michigan adventure. If you go to Michigan adventure, you wish that you weren't at Cedar point, Cedar point's pretty cool. They have the dragster, which I love. Uh, I can do all the, 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 the big rides, but the little spinny rides, not for me. <laughs> I'll go more into that in a second, but, uh, yeah, you know, theme parks are pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if your eyes are still closed. Uh, if your eyes are still closed, zoom back out now, zoom into Florida, In your mind's eye. Uh, Florida, they have Disney World and Universal, which are the two big boys of theme parks. Uh, Disney is supposedly the happiest place on earth, but I don't know about that. I've seen happier families at the Rainforest Cafe. And I'll tell you, Disney has a fake Rainforest Cafe. Well, I don't know if it's a fake, but like they have their own version in uh, the Disney Springs called like Dinosaur, which is like – Rainforest Cafe, about with dinosaurs. And I just wished I was at Rainforest Cafe. Uh, I know this is supposed to be about theme parks, but Rainforest Cafe is almost just as magical as Disney World. I will die on this hill. Uh, Rainforest Cafe, they have the animals. They have the dino nuggets. It's perfect. Okay, back to the Disney. Uh, when I go to the theme parks, I ch- try to get food. You know, I don't go there specifically just for food. I don't know anyone. Well, well, Tess does that. Well, I okay. Well, Tesco's tes the theme parks for food every now and then, but uh, I get a good turkey leg every now and then or like a hot dog, but like you, you eat small things, right? Because you're going on roller coasters, you're going on big, you know, big hills and big drops and spinny things, and you want to make sure that your stomach is good, so you want to eat good foods that don't get rattled around and you don't feel nauseous. Things you should not eat, chili, uh, like. I don't know. I think chili's the big one. You just if you go to a theme park and you're like, man, this chili looks so good right now. I'm gonna have to put my arm on your shoulder and I'll say, friend, today's not the day. <laughs> do not eat chili. Uh, I get nauseous really easily. I can't do spinny rides. So the thought of eating a big bowl of chili and then going on a spinny ride, not good. Things you should eat, things you can eat. Hot dogs, yes. Uh ice cream, yes. Dippin' dots, better. Uh Water, drink lots of water. I think noodles and like really carb-heavy foods, like I think you're you're fine. Like French fries, great theme park food. Yeah, and I mean, and you know, the, every theme park has their own thing. Like Disney has Dole Whip, which is pretty cool, but it's pineapple ice cream. So if you're really in the mood for pineapple ice cream, I'd say don't go to Disney. Go to your local – you can open your eyes now, <laughs> by the way. I, I never told you. You can open your eyes, go in your car, drive to your nearest Kroger, get vanilla ice cream, Uh, get some pineapples, squeeze the pineapple juice in ice cream, and boom, you have Dole Whip, and you saved yourself like 100 and whatever dollars. So here's the summary from this. If you want to go to Disney World, go to Rainforest Cafe instead. All right? Okay. Bye.
1: And now for our 20-second Torah. It's time
4: for
3: 20-second Torah. Hi, I'm Rabbi Jenna Stein-Toro, and this is 20-second Torah. This week's Parsha is Vayishlach, when Jacob goes on another journey to reconcile with his brother. During the night before the confrontation, Jacob is first confronted by an unknown someone, and they wrestle all night until Jacob is blessed with a name change to Israel, which means one who wrestles with God. All Jews are children of Israel, the descendants of this God-wrestler. This means we are encouraged to wrestle and question everything in our faith. It is part of Judaism to be challenging and questioning all the time.
2: Thank you for that 22nd Torah, Rabbi Jenna. Very entertaining. And now, we're going to move on to Nate's favorite part of the podcast, L'chaim of the week, where we say something that we're looking forward to, or something good that happened this week, so. Um, My L'chaim of the week is that we only have two more weeks-ish till of class left, I don't know, it ends in december 17th i'm done december 17th so i'm very excited about that uh so jake what's your lachaim?
0: okay uh so for my l'chaim of the week i am giving a special shout out to uh myself because uh this semester has been really hard and i am just really looking forward to just enjoying this weekend uh sometimes some weekends i feel like are more needed than others and i'm just really looking forward to this weekend i know that i have a lot of things i need to do but i just need the time to relax and i cannot wait to finish my last paper of the week and just relax so it's a simple one this week but i'm just looking forward to the weekend call me rebecca black call me friday
2: (laughs) that's a good one you know rebecca black friday great song
1: and what about you julia This week, I'm really looking forward to starting on all of my holiday baking. Hanukkah's coming up and I'm really excited. We're gonna do a big dinner with my dad and my brothers, which I'm never usually home for, which I'm really excited about. And I'm gonna learn how to make rugelah. So I'm very excited for that.
2: Ooh, sounds exciting. For those who didn't catch it in the beginning, uh, Julia has her own baking uh, little shtick. Uh, JB Bakes on IG, so yeah. Uh, what about you, Nate? What's your life um,
4: This, so this, uh, this month or this year, I guess. Um, a friend of mine organized a pet Secret Santa. So you like you get a different like a different pet basically, and then you get to buy for that pet. So uh, yesterday in the mail, uh, my dog Feeny got all of his gifts, and uh-huh. they bought him like they bought him the toys I wanted him to have, uh, but did not want to buy for him so now he's like over the moon he like not <laughs> he can't really pay attention to anything other than these toys so that's a major l'chaim
3: what about you tess what's your lachaim? um first i just have to ask you say your dog's name is feeny like mr
4: yep mr feeny
3: incredible never changed that's so good Thank you. <laughs> um my l'chaim this week um i actually have another short week i'm very excited about it michael my husband who i just berated while we were on this podcast. He um, actually um, was forced to take his vacation a bit early in anticipation of, you know, an influx of COVID cases, um, which is not a lahayim, but, um, but it did mean I was able to finagle a few days off with him. So I'm, I'm very excited to do whatever fun things we can do in a pandemic in New York City. Um, yeah, and not be working. Super looking forward to that. Awesome.
2: Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast, Tess. If you want to – if people want to follow you,
3: where can they find you? Um, they can find me. It used to be Twitter primarily, but we're generally over that. Um, but if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm Tessy the Mess, which is very embarrassing. Um, but I'm mostly on Instagram at TessColeman, K-O-M-A-N. Awesome. And YouTube, delish. Right, yes. That yes. is – is- <laughs> professionally that's where you can find me um the aforementioned handles are my personal nonsense so um yeah you can find me on on delicious youtube page
2: awesome
3: well thank you for listening to this
2: episode of the weekly fetch i'm your producer sophie dwoskin alongside my other producer nate strauss our wonderful host jake rubin our guest host julia bretschneider and msu hillel we thank you for listening uh goodbye love you all
0: <laughs> and that's our show thanks for kvetching with us this week make sure to subscribe to our podcast on spotify and apple podcasts leave us a review and call a friend to tell them you love them the weekly kvetch is hosted by me jake rubin and our executive producers are sophie dwaskin and nate strauss this podcast is a production of msu hillel
4: Yalla, bye my friends